Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And as we do every Thursday night, it's time for a little reaction to the Thursday night game. This time, Jets, Browns, not a lot of fantasy stuff going on today. Maybe, maybe some... Well, Baker Mayfield might help the Browns going forward, but it felt like the Browns kind of won the Super Bowl tonight, Jeff. That's what it felt like. <laughs> Finally got their win, man. Open those coolers. It was, yeah, definitely. It was kind of fun to watch, though. I was, I, you know, I kind of become a Browns fan. I think they're my second favorite team because I like misery, and so the Lions and the Browns are my favorite teams now. <laughs> Terrible combination. But hey, that was a lot of fun. Baker Mayfield was fun to watch there. And I think really he's like the main takeaway from this is he actually made the Browns interesting to watch. He played really well. He looked good. It got, Carlos Hyde then looked good. I don't know if Baker helped that along or what, but he's better for this offense than Tyrod Taylor because Taylor was not getting it done like we thought he could. He he wasn't looking. He was four for 14, 19 yards tonight before he got hurt. So even before the injury, I feel like he was on his way out. Yeah, and he has some scramble ability, and you know it's kind of steady. But at the same time, I think Baker Mayfield does bring like a different dimension to the team. Everyone was just more excited. They, I mean, he definitely the better passer. I mean, he came in and he he made it look like it was easy to pass against that Jets defense. I mean, seventeen for twenty three coming in, you know, cold after Tyrod gets hurt. I mean, that's no easy thing. He didn't throw a TD, but no interception either. He pretty much. He's the, I mean, he's the reason why they won that game. He, he really is. I mean, a couple of those throws he threw, he just threaded the needle somehow. I don't even know how he was getting it in there. That guy, he's good. There's a reason he's the number one pick. He, he yeah. showed it tonight. He looked like the better player than the better quarterback than Sam Darnold tonight by far. And I'm excited to see what he does going forward. I think the seems like the biggest benefactor is probably Jarvis Landry. He seemed to be getting everything thrown to him from Mayfield tonight. End up with eight for 103. I think he's the, he's going to, this continues. It seems like they have some kind of connection there. Yeah, and I, it, I know I was hoping to have like a bigger revelation because Landry, you know, he got plenty of targets anyway, even with Tyrod for the most part. But yeah, it already looks like he has a, a real connection with him. That that um, down the middle throw where he pretty much is aimed at the back of the defender's head and just trusted Landry to come up with it. Yeah, I mean that, that says a lot. Um, but I think I really do think that every. Um, Every receiver on this offense will benefit from having Baker Mayfield there because I mean you saw it right away. Even even Njoku got a got a catch and it's very deceiving because you're gonna look at this and you know Njoku had only two receptions. I mean pretty much the only person that did well tonight was Jarvis Landry, but I mean Antonio Callaway caught one from him and Njoku did, and really to be honest, Landry and Callaway had a. a a drop in the fourth quarter that um would have amped up Mayfield's numbers even more. Yeah, I'm in, I'm still holding out hope for Najoku. Maybe with Mayfield here, we'll see what happens. I mean, he's an extremely talented guy, so hopefully he can still make some kind of impact. And yeah, Callaway, they're throwing the ball to him. He's going to be their number two, so I think he's going to get more valuable as the year goes on. Don't know if right now if he's quite play- playable, but one guy who kind of wasn't involved is Duke Johnson. He's always kind of a PPR guy, you think, and he's not even that right now. No, and what was your takeaway? I mean, we've seen three weeks now, and Carlos Hyde has dominated the backfield there. I mean, what's your what's your feeling about that? Because, 
you know, Nick Chubb seems like a relatively talented individual and Duke Johnson, like you said, was more, you know, definitely was more prevalent in the passing game last year. Do you think Hyde is just going to run away with this and we have to wait for an injury? Or do you think that they're going to work in the other guys still? You know, I really think this could be Carlos Hyde's backfield. I don't know, maybe slowly work in Chubb a little bit, but Hyde's a good player. And I know we both would have ranked him much higher if we didn't anticipate like a three-way split. We thought there's going to be, you know, it's going to be Hyde, Chubb, and Johnson. And so we lowered Hyde in the ranks. We've always, we've, I know you've liked Hyde. I've liked Hyde. We would have ranked him higher than this if we knew this was going to be the kind of workload. I mean, he would have easily been a top 15 guy, close to top 10 for us. Yeah, and I mean, even you look at it tonight, 23 carries, 98 yards, and two touchdowns. So, and even more so than that, I mean, to your point, he had three targets and caught two balls. It was only for five yards, but he caught two balls. And then Duke Johnson caught two as well. So it's just an even split for that. I mean, that, that kind of blew me away. Just the the lack of of the share in the backfield. I, I couldn't believe that Carlos Hyde is dominating that much because Chubb got two carries as well, and Duke Johnson got two carries compared to Hyde's 23. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think it'll be that drastic maybe going forward, but it seems like he's definitely, you know, minimum 75% of the backfield it looks like right now. Yeah, and uh, I mean, you're getting uh, whoever got Hyde and has, you know, kept the faith. Uh, he scored a touchdown or more in every single game this year, right? So three yeah. games and he has four touchdowns, I believe. Yeah. I mean, he's looking really, really good. I'm, I didn't end up with him really in anything. Kind of disappointed I didn't. I just didn't trust it. First off, don't. It's a, it, was, it was Cleveland, and it's a, it looked like a three-way backfield, so I didn't trust it, even though I knew the guy was talented. Kind of wishing I wouldn't have missed out on that now. It would have been a good... I mean, you would have got him as a third running back in most cases. Yeah. Disappointed. So so jumping over to uh, the Jets, do you see anything that kind of caught your eye, even if it may not have been, you know, <laughs> lucrative this week? I mean, I think Powell's definitely a better running back than Crowell. It's just Crowell got those goal line work, though. So it's... I mean, do you see that happening all year, though? Is that always going to be I the trade-off? I, it's hard to say. I don't know if it was just situation and that's who... You know, but it, it, it is a split between the two of them. So Powell gets a lot of the work. It looks like it's kind of seeing between the 20s there. And then, you know, he kind of comes out after he's been playing the whole drive because, you know, he's, he's winded. They need to, they want to get the fresh guy in there. It just happens to be Crowell. He gets the touchdowns. Powell looked better to me. I just, I thought he looked like a better running back, but I don't think it's going to change the split. And it, it's, Crowell might end up with more rush, more red zone work. If that's the case, he still becomes more valuable, even though I think Powell's the better running back. Yeah, I mean, that's an interesting one. I, yeah, and I always thought that Crowell was going to be the guy there. Um, but, I mean, you're right. Even if you just look at the numbers tonight, I mean, just by the averages, and I realize Crowell again to the end zone twice. So, you know, you, you take it with a grain of salt. But still, I mean, 14 carries for Powell for 73 yards. That's 5.2 average compared to a 2.1 average from Crowell. And he had 16 carries and only 34 yards out of it. Um, I mean, looking at those numbers alone, even split, but Crow got the goal line. It's going to make it very difficult for me to trust either one of them. But I, I, I don't know. I know I know Powell has more of an opportunity to get yards, but I, I feel like I would lean Crowell. Maybe that's just me being the uh, the touchdown vulture guy, and especially on a Jets offense, which I don't trust yet. Um, but that is going to be a, a very sneaky one or a very uh, dangerous one as well to try to figure out all year. Yeah, because I, I don't know if it's really that's just 
Corral is the red zone guy, his goal linebacker. I don't know if that's the case. I think it might just be situational. So depends on how the game's going. Could be it could be a frustrating backfield to try to figure out. That's for sure. And a lot of times you kind of think think of Powell as maybe being the guy if they're like in a two minute type offense situation, but it wasn't him in that last drive. It was Crowell. So I just think they're going to they're just going to split up the use between these guys. I don't think it's going to matter if one's outplaying the other. I think you're going to get that from game to game. I mean, I did. I thought Powell just looked like a better back though. He looked more explosive and everything, but yeah. It's it's hard to read this, and I think you're going to get these split carries every game. So I had to play one. I had to play Powell this week. I think you're, gonna, but that was you know anticipating the JGI injury, so I had to play another back. But you're going to have to do it. Sometimes it's not going to be you're not going to be excited about it when you do though. I know no matter what, unless one of the two gets hurt, you don't want to wish injury upon anybody. Yeah, and who knows? I mean. I'd have to look back into it, but it, what if McGuire <laughs> yeah, true. actually, you know, gets introduced back into that offense? You just wonder where it's going to go because he got a lot of hype, you know, going through the offseason. He is going to be an interesting one to watch. He, he should come back at some point, um, but at that point, does it just make it a three-person backfield? Because it's not like Powell and Crowell have really disappointed. They've both done well for the you – know, they really have po- – Powell had, you know, played well tonight, and Crowell's getting in the end zone. It's not like any of them are really playing terribly. They're kind of doing what you would have expected, maybe even slightly a little better based off a split. So McGuire just might make that a three-person backfield and really screw everything up. You don't want to use any of them. Yeah, and it's going to be very difficult to uh, – okay, and I'm just going to go into this because the more I, like, was watching the game and the more I look at the stats and go through it, one thing kind of keeps entering my mind, and I keep wondering, how good is Cleveland's defense? Are they for real? And I keep thinking in my head, like, yes, I, I think this is a defense I w- will be looking for and want to pick up and use. And, I mean, they definitely made Sam Darnold look like a rookie today. Sam Darnold looked like a rookie today. He, you know, he didn't do two interceptions, no touchdowns. And then you look at it, and the two games before that, they played much better quarterbacks, much better offenses in New Orleans and Pittsburgh. And their defensive numbers for, and once again, this is for the you know settings, and I was just looking at it through one of our leagues, but 16, 7, and 9 is the points that they scored. I mean, that is pretty, I mean, that's just a nice stat line. Three games against three, you know, I don't know how you would, you know, <laughs> rank the Jets, but, you know. Yeah, exactly. So, and they've done well against all of them. And you're watching, I was watching those cornerbacks between Mitchell and obviously their rookie, and they look really good. And then they have that great upfront uh, line. I was, I was just super impressed with this defense. Yeah. I mean, I, I picked them up in a league of mine just the other day. I think they're going to be pretty solid. If there might be one you just kind of hold on to. I mean, they guess they played the Saints and the Steelers, and they did really well. And even on top of that, I mean, you know, depending on how you stream defenses, but the next two games at Oakland and then Baltimore, I mean, those aren't exactly high-powered offenses right now. So I think that they would be great for the next two until they hit, you know, like Chargers, Tampa Bay, Pitt, and KC, and, you know, this kind of murderous row after that. But Then I was like, let's talk quick about the receiving group here because it's just, Anunwa, I think, is clearly the number one guy. But he still only had four for fifty-seven. But he really, I think he is the—he's the guy, if there is a such thing with the Jets. But between Curse, Pryor, and Anderson, it's just going to be split up. And Anderson is just a 
an extremely big disappointment to me. Yeah, I, I couldn't tell you rhyme or reason behind why he's struggling so much in the first three games. I I, I don't know. I, I want to say that he he can probably bounce back, but it's it's pretty scary when uh, Terrell Pryor had more yards than you. I mean, I say if you have Anderson, I feel free to drop him at this point. I wouldn't even hesitate if there's somebody else you want to get. I don't know if it's going to come back. And uh, you know, Noon was going to get most of the targets, and I don't think this isn't. Darnold is going to be a good quarterback, and he's a better quarterback probably than Josh McCown was. But, but Josh McCown could throw the ball around. He, he would have thrown the ball deep to Anderson. And he's just, Anderson's not going to get that right now with Darnold. It's just not the way it's going to work. So it's I don't think his value is there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I want to be able to go to bat for the guy. But, I mean, you look at his numbers and, and how this team is kind of shaping up. And... It, yeah, I, I don't see it. I, I really don't. I think he was the big play guy when they had no one else on that offense, and and they have other people now. Yeah, I think that's pretty much what it is. And I mean, Anun was going to be the one you play the most often, but even that, you're not going to feel great about him. I mean, four fifty seven is going to be a, a he's going to have a few of these games throughout the year. That's but with Anun, well, at least he's like your third. You know. Yeah, I was gonna say he's probably seated in a in a great situation. Or if you're even luckier, you know, you have him on your bench and you can use him on bye weeks and everything. Then you're really solid. Yep. Um. But yeah, that that'll be an up and down guy. But I, I do like what he's been doing so far this year. And as you saw, I mean, even when they weren't doing well, he had eight targets, four catches, fifty seven yards. Definitely nothing to write home about. But it it feels healthy enough where I don't lose I don't lose faith in him. All right, I think that's about all I got for this one. Actually, we end up having a lot more to talk about than I expected with the Jets Browns. Yeah, well, I do have to say though, it was it was actually a fun game to watch. Uh, just Baker Mayfield coming in and then Darnell and him going going at it head to head with the rookies. Yeah, it was it was an entertaining game. Yeah, it really it really actually was. It was fun to see that Browns get the win. So, all right, that'll do it. We'll talk to you guys next time. <laughs>